Hello, my dear students. Welcome to the 39 presentation. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Path to Happiness, an introduction to the Unification Principle. I'm your host, Dr. Tyler Hendricks. The battles we are facing today around the world are with the powers of fear, hatred, and ignorance that, that call upon coercion to block the world of true peace, freedom, and love. We must absolutely win this war of ideas and culture by living the Word of God. The Lord of the Second Advent will show us the truth and spirit to win this war. But this brings us back to the perennial question, how will we recognize the Lord? It's not an easy question to answer. Jesus said, for the Son of Man shall come, but he went on to say, but about the day and hour no one knows. He said that the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Therefore, so many Christians have made guesses about when and how and where Jesus would return. For they know that in Amos 3.7, it says that God does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. It is clear that God will reveal the Lord's coming to the faithful who are living in the light. At Jesus' first coming, God revealed his coming to John the Baptist and to his family, to the wise men from the east, to Simon and Anna, to shepherds watching in the fields at night. Let's be those shepherds and begin with the question, when will Christ return? From the standpoint of the providence of restoration, Jesus will come at the conclusion of the 2,000-year-long period of restoration that displays uncanny parallels with the previous periods of 2,000 years. By this parallel pattern, at the end of World War I, the period of 400 years for the preparation of the second coming of Christ concluded. And if we add the number of years in the parallels, the total is 1930. So between 1917 and 1930 would be set by God as the beginning of the new era of Christ, the time of the second advent. In what manner will the Christ arrive? Even today, some believe that he will come on the clouds. The origin of this belief in the book of Revelation is the passage that says, look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the people of the earth will mourn because of him. But will he literally appear on the clouds? It is difficult to believe something that sounds like a fantasy that occurs to occur in real life. This is the reason that people in our common sense culture lose faith and abandon Christianity. Well, let, let us see if we can figure this out from the Bible point of view. In the Old Testament, Daniel predicted, In my vision I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man 
coming with the clouds of heaven. Here, one like the Son of Man directly points to the coming Messiah, Jesus. But this same Jesus, who is prophesied to appear in the clouds, was born of a woman. Let's consider another biblical precedent. The prophet Malachi predicted that Elijah would come on the day the Lord comes. Everyone knew that Elijah ascended to heaven in a chariot of fire, so they expected him to return from heaven in the same way. Elijah did come again as John the Baptist, but John the Baptist did not come in the clouds. He was born as a son to Zechariah on this earth. Thus, through the example of the birth of Jesus and the second coming of Elijah as John the Baptist, we know that biblical prophecies of coming on the clouds are metaphorical, not literal. In fact, there are words in the Bible that Christ will come in the flesh and blood that make sense only from the perspective that the Messiah will come in the flesh. 2 John 1.7 says, I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. So he declares that even after Jesus' life in the flesh, many people denied that he actually came in the flesh and blood. The tendency to spiritualize the Messiah is very strong, but we cannot let it lead us to believe in the clouds prophecy. Also, scripture says that Jesus will go through tremendous suffering at the second coming, that, that the world will ignore him as they did Noah. Luke 17, 25 says, and this is Jesus' words, but first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man, speaking of his return. If the Lord really came in the clouds in front of the whole world, how would he ever have to suffer or be ignored? What Jesus said only makes sense if the Lord comes in the flesh. Why did Jesus talk about going through suffering and being ignored at his second coming? He predicted it based on the suffering and mistrust and persecution that he himself went through in his first coming. The second coming is not happening on the clouds with trumpets and glory, but since he will come quietly like a thief in flesh and blood, he warned that the world would make him suffer. Luke 18.8 says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on earth? As we approach the end of the last days and the number of believers with strong faith increases, they will surely give a grand welcome to the Lord when he comes on the clouds. Why did Jesus question whether he would find faith on earth? This question again makes sense only if Jesus was saying he's not going to come in the clouds. He knew that he would return as a man of flesh and blood who the people wouldn't recognize. Looking at it from the 
viewpoint of the principle of creation. Human beings are made up of a physical body and a spiritual body. We fell both spiritually and physically. Therefore, we require not only spiritual salvation, but physical salvation as well. Jesus, who comes as a savior, comes to give physical as well as spiritual rebirth. So he can't just come in the spirit. He should come as a complete existence in both spirit and flesh. He needs to come as true parents to renew us spiritually as well as physically. If Jesus had not been crucified, that is, if his religion and government had accepted and served him, there would be no need for a second coming. The Old Testament says nothing about two comings of the Messiah. But everyone distrusted Jesus and he was crucified. He resurrected in order to fulfill the mission of the Messiah, gathered his disciples who had lost faith, and handed over the keys to the spiritual kingdom and told them that he would return soon. Therefore, the Lord has to come in the flesh, just as he did in his first coming. Also, atonement is only possible for what is physically assumed on earth. Jesus redeemed individual spiritual life, but to restore our physical being, he needs to come in flesh to accomplish marriage and family life, just like us. He cannot rescue human beings tainted with original sin by coming in spirit only. Jesus has come in the spirit many times for 2,000 years. All the time Jesus is coming in the spirit. The second coming means he's coming as a physical person. Well then, what is the meaning behind the prophecy of the Lord coming in the clouds? It's simple. Clouds are formed when water evaporates and rises in the atmosphere. In the Bible, water signifies fallen human beings. And also it signifies crowds or masses of people. And clouds signify a higher values and higher love. The skies are called the heavens, even though we know that heaven is not out in space in orbit around the earth. It's just called heaven because it's uplifted. Coming on the cloud signifies that the Lord will come as the central figure surrounded by crowds of faithful, God-centered believers. This is a momentous statement. Back when I was a teenager, there was a poster of Jesus walking into a Sunday service. And all the people in the pews are avoiding him, looking away, feeling uncomfortable. It raises a serious question. If you lived in Jerusalem when Jesus was on earth, would you have recognized him? Would you have given up everything to follow him? If it's true that Jesus will come back as the Bible says, this generation is going to have to answer this question. Thanks for listening, and I pray that God will guide us all. Thank you very much. This was the presentation for today. Please do your research. For any questions, the contact is below.